Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of In the Ring with Acacia Kamal. I want to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors and supporters. Uh, we get support from Qatar Racing, and we're thrilled to be partnered with Qatar Racing, which is a subsidiary of Kipco, the largest sponsor in British flat racing as a global racing and breeding operation. Qatar Racing Chairman Sheikh Fahad bin Abdullah Al Thani has created an expansive international sponsorship portfolio to include the Breeders' Cup and events like like the Pegasus World Cup turf. Qatar Racing has over 100 horses in training, many mares and foals, yearlings, and four top-class stallions, Cameco, Zustar, Havana Gold, and Lightning Spear. Don't miss out on the great Qatar Racing action, and you can learn more at www.inthemoneypodcast.com slash Qatar. We also get support from TOBA, the Thoroughbred Owners and Breeders Association. The mission is to improve the economics, integrity, and pleasure of the sport on behalf of Thoroughbred Owners and Breeders. Projects managed by TOBA include the American Graded Stakes Committee, the Claiming Crown, Ownership Seminars, Breeding Confirmation and Pedigree Clinics, and the Sales Integrity Program. TOBA provides international representation for U.S. owners and breeders on the International Grading and Race Planning Advisory Committee, International Cataloging Standards Committee, and International Thoroughbred Breeders Federation. The Thoroughbred Charities of America is the charitable arm of TOBA. TOBA Media, Media Properties, a subsidiary of TOBA, is the co-owner of Blood Horse LLC. TOBA is represented on the board of directors of the National Thoroughbred Racing Association as a founding member and represented on the board of the Racing Medication and Testing Consortium as a founding member. We also get our support from Adelphi. Adelphi Racing has had a tremendous year so far, led by the stakes winning and graded stakes place New York Red Philly. Funny how primed to have a big second half of 2023 with several other horses set to compete in stakes races this summer and upcoming fall. Partners are particularly excited to unveil the class of 11 two-year-olds. Um, still a few to come out and uh, potentially get into the winner circle in the coming months. There's never been a better time to be a partner. If you're looking for a collaborative horse ownership experience that offers a fiscally sustainable approach to horse ownership, Adelphi Racing is the right fit for you. Not just another syndicate. Our members aren't just investors. We are partners. Contact Adelphi today to get a taste of the Adelphi experience and come hang out at the Saratoga Meet. On the website, you can check out AdelphiRacing.com and email Matt at AdelphiRacing.com. Be sure to check them out on social media. Thanks to all of our sponsors and supporters. Um, I have a great guest coming up today to talk a little bit about racing, breeding, the sales, all of it. So with that, we'll get right into it as, can't believe it, we're in the final week of Saratoga. I'm so happy to welcome in my friend Bob Edwards from E5 Racing, who has a big weekend coming up, but um, once again has had a really exciting meet. And this time, not necessarily on the racetrack, though there have been some big moments as well, but also as far as being a breeder goes. Bob, thank you so much for joining me. I'm, I'm really excited to chat with you today. Oh, thanks for having me, Keisha. Um, like I said, you know, big week coming up um, with the Saranac on Friday. Carl Spackler looking to get two wins in a row after taking the Hall of Fame last year. How special is he to you being a homebred? And I know being out of a mayor that meant a lot to you. 
Uh, it, it couldn't have been a better circumstance for us. You know, Carl Spackler was a horse I bred out of Zendaya, who was my my first win ever with the Intercontinental, my second race ever. Um, you know, having her go to, to Europe, to Ireland to breed and going back and forth to, to Frank on Lope de Vega, um, selling a few to him to uh, Sheikh Mohammed was, was special. And, you know, having a horse to race. Um, having my son-in-law in the irons was mm-hmm. really cool. Um, having Cassidy take pictures at the wire was really cool. And, and it was my son Riley's birthday. So, you know, we, we had the whole team involved on a really special day for us. And he's obviously a horse with a lot of talent. And you mentioned Zendaya, who gave you a little bit of early success and a horse that had ability as well. Um, talk a little bit about the idea to keep her and to breed her and how the mating came about. Sure. So, so the, the program, when we started it with Mike Ryan, you know, the, the, the cult model was, was different, right? There was a lot of exposure and a lot of risk and, you know, it was either feast or famine with, with kind of having cults. So going into Phillies as yearlings, you know, there was an upside for breeding if, if they didn't run. And, uh, you know, over the last few years, you know, we've created quite a special broodmare band. I mean, I, I think, you know, I have a, a mare named Veracity who's been a, a really nice mare for us. Um, New Money Honey, obviously, um, you're going to see uh, my first yearling from her come out uh, to Into Mischief. It's a gorgeous horse. He's, he's at Stone Street right now, um, seeking to destroy another one of my marquee mares. Crazy Kathy is, is, is one that was uh, purchased early on. There's a few good magics out of Batflip being one. You know, so so the, the program was was always to kind of breed and, and help pay for racing if we could. Mm-hmm. Um, now, fortunately, we were lucky to win some big races. Obviously, we 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 hit it pretty good with good magic being a a, a good stallion. And, and, you know, we're breeding him and, and owning some shares as well. So um, the breeding program has been pretty robust for us over the last, you know, three, four, five years. I sold a lot of, you know, a lot of one-off horses, but now we're selling multiples of, of you know, higher quality horses. You mentioned Mike Ryan, who um, has one of the best eyes in the game as far as picking out horses. And I know you have a, a close relationship with him. Can can you talk about um, the kind of the, the setup that he's helped provide you to create a strong broodmare band? Because you really have to look far in advance and, and at the types of horses that not only could be successful at the racetrack, but then could also come back and give you some value moving forward. Sure. You know, Mike touches a lot of horses for a lot of folks. And, you know, my program is different than than some of the other programs he's purchasing horses for. And he gets the opportunity to look at all these horses, you know, from from weanlings to yearlings to before they go to the sale, then multiple looks at the sale, then then, you know, then then bets out the ones that he feels, you know, fit the program the best, then then kind of shortlists, you know, horses for me. And then I go through the shortlist and look for things that I'm looking to, 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 you know, fill gaps in, if I need a dirt horse, a turf sprinter, a long turf horse, you know, or, or, or maybe there's a cross that I don't have that would fit well with a good magic cross somewhere along the line. And, and we kind of look at it that way. And then, you know, obviously you hope everything vets out and you hope you uh, are the high bidder. You mentioned good magic too. And he, I know, gave you so much excitement on the racetrack, winning the the Breeders' Cup Juvenile and, and just being a really, really good horse and in a strong three-year-old crop as well. And now we see him as a sire, of course, represented by Mage and having a Kentucky Derby winner. How validating and thrilling is that for you to see a horse that you campaign becoming such a good sire? It makes racing more exciting, right? Yeah. So, you know, 
there's there's rarely a day where I'm not rooting on a horse to win because he's had a good magic, right? It just mm-hmm. it makes everything better. If it's not one that I've read, it's it's even one coming out of him. And and there's a lot of them running around here in the country. It's very exciting. I mean, he had a, he had a stakes winner yesterday, Magic Cross. Yeah. He's been so fun to follow and I think such an exciting stallion. And uh, we saw you at the recent Physic Tipton Saratoga sale, well represented. I know you had a nice good magic um, out of Pinch of Grace that, that sold for 300000 And you had a couple of really, really nice horses go through the sale. Can you give us a little recap? Sure. So um, that was that was a cross that I really liked. Um, that Pinch of Grace was a pivotal mare. She had tons of leg and I, I think she put some leg on, on the baby. Mm-hmm. And, you know... You, you reckon they could go both ways, right? There's really no limitations to how a horse can run or where they can run. Um, but but I think it added some nice leg and, and the, the baby looked really nice. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing seeing the baby run next year. I had a, um, a colt and I'm into mischief um, that we really liked as well. Um, that's, uh, I believe, going to Todd. And then um, Wesley picked up one of my favorite horses out of the lot was a, um, a Spice Town out of a Bernardini mare. Um, and Wesley Ward picked that horse up. And I, I think... Um, I think Kim was the first one and then Todd's the second and then Wesley the third. So I, I think, you know, they're, they're getting spread out. They're going to different trainers, different types of trainers. And I'm hoping, you know, we see these horses run and continue to run. And obviously that builds the mare value up a little bit. And um, I, I typically, you know, go back to back to back with, with stallions to mares. If I like, mm-hmm. you know, the cross, I'll wait to see the first one and I'll still breed the second one. And if the first one looked really good, I'll go back a third time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so that, that's not a typical model. Um, but, but it works for me. And of course, you know, it's kind of tough sometimes parting with a horse that you may like and, and that may look like really could run, but like you said, it, it comes back and adding value to your broodmare band. And we saw that in the hall of fame recently, including Carl Spackler, you had three horses that you bred in the race at Saratoga. That's got to mean a lot. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. I, you know, I, I was, you know, wishing that uh, General Jim and, and Bathlip would have, would have run a little better, but sure. they had, you know, kind of tougher campaigns this year than Carl Spackler did. Um, and probably gave some time and they'll be back and they'll be forced to be reckoned with, but it, it was exciting for us as a family. Yeah. You know, you add that to, to the Spackler story and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a big picture thing. Caddyshack fans rejoicing with Carl Spackler getting the win. I love the name. Um, and such a fun horse to follow. Can you kind of describe, you know, how much you feel like you have grown and learned in this industry? You know, I feel like we've heard the story um, of E5 coming in kind of with a bang and some big success, but it's it's not been without work and, and surrounding yourself with the right people. And you've just continued to grow within the sport. You know, obviously we're all in, right? We love the sure. sport. My daughter married a jockey. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's hard to uh, hard to get rid of horses when 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 the girls fall in love. You know, my wife Chris, as you know, is from Saratoga. Mm-hmm. She was a Pinkerton here at the track. You know, she did work in Mexican Connection one summer. So you know, we're kind of we're kind of all in here in Saratoga. Um, I spend probably Gulfstreams about the second. You know, that's our home, so that's probably our, our where we spend the second most time at the track. Um, you know, it, it's a it's a uh, it's a brutal game. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, it's, I develop drugs for a living, which is, which is brutal. I sport fish, which is brutal. And I horse race. So I, I love the hat trick of pain. Um, but you know, you know, when, when, when you, you get something right in the drug development, it's great. When you win a fishing tournament, it's great. And obviously when you win a race or you sell a, a baby, it's great. So the highs and the lows are, are really high and really low, but you know, the highs are always better than the lows and, and they stay with you a little longer. And that's one of the things I I think I love most about racing is that 
you know, one horse kind of one experience can give so many people just this, this unbelievable memory as a result. And it brings people together. Like you mentioned, I mean, my own experience as well. I met my husband through racing in, in a way I never anticipated. And, and I think that that's one of the coolest things about racing. Yeah. You know, we, you know, obviously I enjoy the people. We have a lot of friends and, and you do find yourself rooting for your friends, you know, on a regular basis, you know, the, um, you know, the Madcap folks are really close to, you know, dub, we I cheer for dub every time I see him running, you know, as long as I'm not running against them, um, you, know, <laughs> you know, we like those folks, you know, even, even Peter Brand, who I run against quite a bit, you know, I like, you know, I like cheering for him, you know, Seth, the same way, you know, guys, you see their silks on a regular basis. There's, there's a lot of folks, um, you know, and, and you just kind of root for him and I can go down the line, Stone Street, you know, Vinny was running this weekend. I, you know, I got to see him, Vinny Viola, you know, it's, it's nice to see these people. It's nice to see him run. It's nice to root them on. You know, if you're not running against them, which our stable isn't huge on the racing side, um, you know, I get the opportunity to, to cheer other people on and it's fun. And now that you're much more involved in the, the breeding side of things as well, um, which do you enjoy more? Is it kind of you enjoy putting together the matings and thinking about the breeding and thinking about the long term or is racing still where the heart is? You know, from uh, from January until May, it's it's you know it's breeding, right? You're mm -hmm. you're kind of you have your fingers crossed. You hope everything comes out correct, straight, and healthy, and and you're you know your mare's ready to go back to the shed, and then uh, and then you know obviously we start kind of getting you know into the that derby kind of area, you know, after, you know, in spring and then kind of right from there, you go to, you know, Keeneland, Saratoga, then, you know, then we're all thinking, you know, Keeneland Breeders' Cup somewhere, you know, some facts only have auctions in, in, in big races. And as you say, there's kind of that that up and down in the the timing of the year, you know, of where you're focusing, of what you're thinking about. And right now we're all gung-ho in Saratoga. And so on that, I want to kind of circle back to Carl Spackler. He's coming back a little bit quickly um, versus what Chad Brown would normally do. To me, I think that's a really good sign. And um, I think it's kind of cool for a horse that started down at Gulfstream and the way that he's developing and kind of one that we always knew had an ability. And he really seems like he's peaked at the right time right now. Well, I hope we haven't peaked. I hope he continues to peak as he gets <laughs> older. Um, but yeah, atypical move for Chad. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, he breezed his first breeze back and, you know, Chad said, Bob, this, this horse, you know, worked like he didn't even run. And, you know, Tyler obviously had good connection with my son-in-law. Tyler um, told me that he really didn't ask the horse. And he said he had plenty of gears to go through um, and he really didn't use them. And, you know, the horse ran a different race this time than his last race that he won. You know, he, he kind of really came off the pace a little bit more and, and mm -hmm. the reason being is as he came out the gate he bumped the stirrup and Tyler's foot came out so we're lucky obviously that Tyler didn't fall but you know Tyler had the wits about him to do his you know perfect balancing act and get back on the horse and you know manage the horse properly and you know save ground and, and move him when he needed to and you know worked out for us and was exciting. And he'll try to make it to stakes wins for the meet um, on Friday in the Saranac, Carl Spackler. What are some of the things, Bob, that you think you've learned most from a physical perspective? Because it's one of those games where you never know everything. You're always learning. You're always picking up new things and um, being around really sharp people can always really help with that. But what are some of the things that you maybe think back? Oh, wow. I you know wish I knew that earlier or that's something I hadn't thought about in that way. Well, first and foremost, if Chad Brown has a horse in barn one. He likes that horse. <laughs> right? The best so, angle. So, <laughs> so I know if my horses are close to his office, <laughs> I'm in really good shape. Um, you know, look, there's no such thing as a perfect horse, right? Mm -hmm. I think, you know, as, as, as a purchaser, I think 
sometimes, you know, we overthink the vet report um, on a physical, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, Cricket horses have run really good races in their lives, right? And and I think, you know, there's probably a bit of overcorrection. There's probably a bit of overthinking. There's probably a bit of overvetting, um, you know, and, you know, and probably a, a few horses that Mike could turn me on to that I just wasn't happy with the vet report that that ended up being, you know, stakes winners. Um, so, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, Sometimes I, you know, I, I don't want to take the risk, and and I know it's there's a mathematical equation in there that the vets know that you know this this horse, you know this this type of problem only presents itself x amount of times, and sometimes I'm not keen on that risk. And you look for the mm -hmm. perfect horse, which, you know, maybe a perfect horse, but it may be a better show horse than a runner, right? So right. We, we've given you know our fair share of horses away, and you know it's a, it's a great story for us. We've had some, some horses that just didn't work out on the track that have had wonderful second careers. And I, I know you're, you know, you're involved in that. And mm. that's as, that's as fulfilling as, is you know, as having a racehorse, um, you know, win a race because it, it gets to go on and do what it wants to do best. And, and I love that part of it. Uh, you know, the, the, the breeding is, is a lot of work to try to get, you know, what, what the commercial, buyer wants as mm -hmm. opposed to what you know sometimes i want and, and, mm -hmm. and i'll breed both ways i breed commercially and i'll breed on a cross that i think is pretty cool that i want to see run that you know you may have only seen it a few times and it's worked successful um you know i, I try to do some outcross i try to do some some cool stuff you know to, to obviously to get rid of that really straight family tree in some instances mm -hmm. so you know that breeding I've, i think i've learned some um you know my eye is is average at best you know and, and consider you know looking at you know when a trainer shows me something or, or, or mike showed me something or you know even somebody works on a farm shows me something that i'll miss 100 of 100 times you know i i still try to keep learning on, on how to you know watch a horse's movement look at the horse's body try to figure out older horses a lot easier for me to see sure. but babies it's very difficult for me to see how they're going to develop and that's you know that's why you know I, I have mike and you know i get advice from you know obviously trainers when they're looking at horses on you know along with me or you know even sometimes i have you know some people from indian creek walk around me after mike does looks just i go on a second or third look with them just to pick their brain to see what they see as well and when you are deciding on that cross i thought you brought up some really interesting points about maybe something that you'd like to see that that could be interesting and even touching on you know with the good magic uh horse that you sold at the sale about adding a little bit more leg and and sometimes you can do things like that with breeding, whether it's add a little bit more speed, add a little bit more stamina, want a little bit more length, a little taller type of horse. And then sometimes it's a little bit of a crapshoot, but um, there's a lot of work that goes into deciding a mating. What's, what's the process like for you? Yeah, so, so, you know, commercially, obviously you're looking at commercial stats, right? You're looking at mm -hmm. uh, average price for yearling ROI on, on the stud fee. Um, you know, how many, how many horses out of this cross have run, how many horses out of this cross have, have, have got at stake, you know, listed, graded um, earnings. So, you, you know, you go through that and you get the data and you, you know, you say, okay, um, this, this horse pairs really up, matches really well with this line or this stallion. And, and, and you go for that and that's a commercial and you, and you hope the horse comes out correct and straight and, you know, and, and is blossoming at the right time. Right. So, you know, I could have probably brought another horse or two up to this auction at phasing, but you know, their coat wasn't right. They just kind of had a setback just physically, nothing wrong with them. They just, they weren't their best. Right. So you give them that extra time and you bring them to, to Keeneland. You know, I, I had a horse, um, Harry Hood, and it was it's a, it's a Galileo mare, and I went to first samurai to do the Lee Cross, right? Not super sexy, but I, I wanted to try it and run it. Now, 
um, horses claimed from us uh, this season, but um, you know, it, it was something that I wanted to try out. Mm-hmm. You know, the horse won once in Ellis and then and was claimed here and fam- I think finished like third. Um, so, you know, I try stuff out like that as well. Um, and then having good magic, you know, obviously, you know, I, I, I like breeding good magic for, yeah. for a number of reasons, but you know, I'm trying to put some leg in him. I don't think he needs, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think he needs any more speed. I think he needs a little more size, you know, to get that stamina. And obviously you're seeing, you know, seeing these crosses come out yesterday's winner was out of a Tisnow mare. And I did mm-hmm. Tisnow mares quite a bit in the beginning to add that leg. And I thought that was a good cross. It's so interesting. And it, it's so amazing to me sometimes just what works with horses on the track as well. Um, good magic. I know it's such a special horse for you. You had new money, honey, rushing fall at the beginning. When you kind of look back at those, those big horses that kind of put you and your family on the map and then where you are now in the sport of horse racing, what does it mean to you to, to be able to grow and develop within the sport that we love? And what are some things that you maybe hope to accomplish? Look, it's, it, first of all, we, we were relevant a few weeks ago. We won with Carl Spackle and it won a, a greatest stake in Saratoga. And it's, you know, arguably be the, the toughest stage in racing in the summertime because everybody shows up here. Um, so that that's always exciting. Um, you know, I'd love to continue to run a few more races here. We're, we're running again, obviously, with, with Carl. I have a horse named Snarky with Rudy running the same day. Uh, we have Wally World running on Saturday, who's been rained off three or four times. And that's another... Uh, you know, National Lampoon reference. Yeah. Um, my son named the horse. It was the uh, the Marrow's forced family fun. Um, <laughs> you know, and then we're going to Kentucky Downs and we're running a few stakes there. I have a horse named Transient, a Sea the Stars that Tyler has the irons on and we're, we're hoping for good things there. And, you know, you hope, you know, these horses progress and we have something special pop up here and, you know, maybe Spackler or, you know, Transient, we get to go to the Breeders' Cup with one of these horses. And obviously it's a, an exciting weekend and my favorite weekend of racing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd love to get to ask it. I mean, I think that would be, yeah. be fun for the whole family. Um, get to dress up, wear the top hat, you know, hang out with the king, however it works out, <laughs> you know, and then, uh, you know, you know, you know, the big three, obviously four or five pick them, you know, uh, the Derby be unbelievable. The Travers would be unbelievable for us here in Saratoga. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've, we've had the opportunity as a family, albeit it was pouring rain, you know, to walk down the track, you know, for the Derby and I'm mm-hmm. getting goosebumps as I'm telling you um, th- th- that's, that is, you know, one of the most special moments of my life, never mind racing, you know, with all the people on the stands cheering and your horses there and you're walking with your family and your group of friends and, you know, you're walking down the track. And I, 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 I really can't think of, you know, outside of the birth of the children getting married, anything cooler than that. That's so awesome. Uh, I love how you describe it, Bob. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, You can just feel your passion and and wishing you all the best this week with Carl Spackler. Thanks, Keisha. See you at the races. See you. Well, that'll wrap up another episode of In the Ring. Um, Huge thank you to Bob Edwards for taking some time and sharing a wonderful story in the sport of horse racing. Um, Thanks to our sponsors, supporters, Qatar Racing, Toba, and Adelphi Racing Club. And thank you to all of you. Um, Hard to believe it's the final week up here at the spa in uh, what's definitely been a summer filled with some ups and downs. And we're hoping to wrap things up on a high note. It's some great racing coming up in the final week of Saratoga in a place that means a lot to all of us. And it actually looks like for once, the weather's going to be beautiful closing weekend. Knock on wood. Um, So if you're out at the spa for closing weekend, please come on over, say hello. You know where to find me. I'm running back and forth from the paddock and the winter circle. And I'll catch you next time on In the Ring.